What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, you are now in tune to the incredible sounds of Rozelle, the godfather of noise. The Incredible Fatherhood Podcast. This is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN. Yo, what's good? This is Manny Digital, and welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Oh, wow, like 10 more people joined us this time. Yeah, no, the numbers are growing massively. Um, thank yeah. you for all the people that are, are accepting our bribes. Our studio audience. Word are up. you allowed to play the Twilight Zone on top of the clapping? I could. Do tool thing? I'm sure he once? could. He'd have to be like a producer and like oh, okay. <laughs> it's hit them pads quick enough. Good, y'all. I What's guess good? uh top of the news, right? R.I.P. Kobe Bryant and his daughter and everyone else on the helicopter. Yeah. yeah how, how's that being that you're in LA, uh Kay, how's that the feeling over there? Um I think I think generally everyone's sad, you know. Right. I was actually on a plane. Uh, landed in LA, and then when we landed, um, I guess it had ha- it had happened that morning, like not too too long ago from when we landed, and it seemed like everyone on the plane got the news alert, or you know people were texting each other, and people were, pre- were pretty shocked about it. Wow! And you know people making murals and all kinds of stuff for them. Crazy man. It's uh, yeah. <clears throat> I was telling this to so for dribbling dimes, kind of doing like a little kind of tribute to him based on some of the people that I know. Um, and it's amazing to me how much of an impact this had on, call it just a run-of-the-mill society, right? Because mm-hmm. him being so involved in basketball, you would assume it would be kind of just within basketball circles. But, like, you felt everywhere I – I actually didn't go anywhere. I, I was so bummed out by the whole thing, and I was surprised myself. I was like, yo, you know, it's a catastrophe. It's terrible. By no means am I happy in any way, right, obviously. But I was like, it was like, it felt like it was somebody from my own family. Like, that's how it affected me. And I only knew Kobe like you guys might have, you know, from TV and that kind of thing. So, like, his the magnitude of it, and I think a lot of it, too, is just – on the parental side of things, the fact that the daughter was involved, I think, elevated the the sentiment. Uh, not yeah. to mention the seven other lives, obviously, that were lost. Yeah. Um, 
Well, let, let me touch on that for a second. Just to add a question, and not to take away from from anyone, but do you ever wonder why, you know, people die every day, and then but celebrity death is always, uh, you know, so, such a a bigger thing, at least in the public eye. Why is that? I, I mean, if, I think it's because when celebrities and people that are successful, they just seem kind of immortal to people. And you feel like they're like, you know, like this this constant in, in people's lives. And especially if you're into if you're into sports or you're into this. But that that's what I think. I think personally just people are just like expect like, oh, this person is going to be just like Disney's never going to go away. Mickey right. Mouse is, is immortal for real. You know, mm-hmm. I think people look at celebrities and actors and people kind of like, oh, they're forever going to be in a movie or they're forever going to hear news about them. And they're forever. They can never die you know and that's what i think is the impact but more so to to the relationship to this show and and to something that manny was saying is that like i'm not into basketball and and it it bothered me that that you know that i heard the news but what bothered me a million times more was when i started to hear rumors that his children were on the the helicopter yeah and that punched me in the gut like i just i was I was working, I was doing something, I was away from from my, my girl and my daughter, and I was texting my girl because she's from L.A., so it impacted her, just the fact that it's Kobe Bryant. Yep. And so she's freaking out. And then hearing that it was, the kids could be on there, I was just like, I was, like, I'm not even religious, and I was like, God, please don't let these kids. And and even before the kids part, just knowing that he's a father and all that, just again, associating to what we talk about here, like, as a parent, I'm starting to put myself in like man those poor kids and then hearing that there might have been a, the kids on there like i said it was like a punch in the stomach and all i wanted to do was to get back home and then once i heard the the tragic news that his daughter was with him and there were other kids on there and parents like i had some a couple other things i had to do in the day and i just canceled everything went home to be with my daughter very purposefully, like I just wanted to be with my daughter, and I came home, and I was just with my daughter and my girl the rest of the night. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, it's crazy, and you know, for me, I think it's, it's whack, right? That moments like this are, what kind of gives you that reality check, at least in my case, right? Because, I was definitely around my kids, like, being way more involved and appreciative of them and like not getting as worked up when they don't give me a moment to breathe like I was really purposefully more present than I think I normally am and I was getting mad at myself for that because I was like yo it had it, it takes this for me to really sit here and like super appreciate where I'm at and what I have and especially when it comes to family and that shit got me thinking like more deeply like damn bro like why we get so caught up in our routines and we allow that to take us away a lot of times from what really matters. Right. And, you know, some of it is a must, like you have to go to work and you have to do these things, but even when you're there with them, you take them for granted to some degree. And I, you know, that, that made me feel bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that, and also the, the society that we live in that today we all feel this way and tomorrow it's like the next news cycle that sucks as well. But almost every time um, someone, you know, like a celebrity or, or, or some famous person passes away, I kind of I've kind of 
I've noticed that I've put out the same statement in the sense of like, we should just take note that we're none of us are immortal. Life is short. And that ultimately at the end of the day, even these people that you worship and you wish you had their lives, you know, they succumb to the same thing that the rest of us do. And ultimately we should just all like take account of what's really important in our lives. And like me now being a father and a father to be of a second child, I've, I'm over these, you know, these years, that I, the, the, the year or year and almost two years of being a father, I've more and more realized that, that there's not many things that are more important than spending quality time with, with my daughter and my family. And the only reason why I want to do things outside of that is so that I can be successful and bring in income and, and make their lives better. And, you know, and, and I almost get angry at people who would would want to take me away from that. You know, I don't I don't know if that makes sense to you. but Yeah. Yeah. But I mm. mean, it's, it's like celebrities in general, right? Like I'm, I'm like this. If I see a celebrity down, walking down the street, I'm not the type that's going to be jumping on them. Yo, let me get a picture. At best, I'll, I'll like get close enough where I could be like, yo, I appreciate you and keep it moving. Like it's not something a, stalk, we- a stalker picture. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> doing none yourself. of that. Do it for the gram, man. Yeah, nah. And, and it's not like because I don't appreciate them or like Jay Z is my favorite rapper, favorite artist, probably one of my favorite human beings. Right? I'm scared to death to ever have the opportunity to meet him. And you're it's, scared, you say? I'm scared, deathly afraid. I probably, I actually, I wouldn't. I would if somebody gave me the invitation, I would take it, but I'd be sweating bullets the entire time. Now, would you be scared just because you think he's larger than life, or would you be scared to learn that you know he might shatter the uh, the image the image that you have it's, of him? It's that if you don't like if you didn't like him, it's that. If if I learn from that encounter that he's a shit human being, it would devastate me. I think, like, and, and well, so so for me, it's it's like be and, prepared, it, not for Jay Z, but in general. No, of yeah, course, that is, that is the being in the industry. Of course. <laughs> And and to the person that, you know, I might appreciate, you know, from, I don't know, Power, right, for instance, because that's the show I watch, I wouldn't go the extra mile to invade their privacy, right? Because I feel like they get bombarded with that kind of shit. So same, kind of the same thing you just described, right? Like you being taken away from your family to some degree is like, is why you get upset, right? That invasion of privacy to somebody who's constantly getting bothered by other people I feel like, yo, let them live. Like, it's, it's not that big a deal, bro. Like, appreciate them from afar and keep it pushing. Let me ask you, have, have you gotten, when you're out with your daughter, have, have people come up to you? Yeah, I've had some some awkward moments. And, I, and I've always said this, like, for as long as I've been, you know, a DJ or, or been in, even in, like, the local spotlight, I've always said that if I get even an ounce of attention, I can't even imagine what real celebrities deal with, yeah. you know, because it's weird. But I'll I'll tell you for one instance something that happened not too long ago. Um, I I was with my mom and my daughter, and we went to a toy store and we were coming back. My daughter, you know, I had to change her diaper, so we did the, you know, back of the in the trunk. Right. You know, I have an SUV. We're gonna change the diaper in the parking lot. Yeah. And as I, as as I'm taking my daughter and I'm starting to change her, like starting to change her, and my whole thing is I'm covering her up. I don't want like anybody walking around. Like I would imagine no creepo is gonna look over my shoulder to look you know, at, at a baby being changed. Um, and I'm not saying this this person was foul, but the person parked next to me and had his own family, and then he was like, TJ EFN? Like, I'm in the middle of, like, diaper change. Right. 
<laughs> See, that's <laughs> that's whack to me. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, what's up, man? You know, like, I mean, I feel like so, sometimes some people, they kind of, like, do something before they even think about it. Sure. Should have just dipped and, your hand in the diaper and then give him, give him a pound. <laughs> <real quick. laughs> nah, and I mean, he had his own family, so I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. He, he probably could get it. and Right. Whatever, but, but you know, there has been a couple of, of instances like that, and it gotten to the point where sometimes I get a little paranoid where, you know, maybe that maybe it'll be that day that I run into that troll that doesn't like me, and I'm with my family. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like I've gone, I've come to the point, and I usually don't like talking about this openly, but I'll just say it on here just because we talk about things. I've told my girl, like, you know, I used to carry a weapon all the time. I have a concealed weapons permit. I am going to start carrying again. You know, um, I don't like talking about that because I don't like people. You I'm, don't want to put well, that Obviously, energy. I'm being a hypocrite right now, but I, I, people should know to what to expect if they're going to come at you. But, um, but yeah, man, I just feel like things are just weird, you know, and also with all these, you know, crazy things going on nowadays. But, yeah, it's it's a little weird, man, out there. I'm not, I think that that, that reminds me of, um, I mean, just carrying around with uh, with your kids around. I think that's what happened with um, with the baby and his – his charge the or artist, what happened with Walmart. The artist, yeah. the baby? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, I'm not familiar. The baby was holding a baby? <laughs> no. no. So he's got, I mean, you know, you've seen probably news clips like he's gotten a bunch of different charges. Things. Charges. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of them have been dropped. Right. But um, I think like the, I think he had a, um, a he had a shootout in a Walmart because he was in he was in the lo- his local Walmart his kids were with him and some dudes were trying to you know get at him and and, and fuck with him and uh you know he was basically protecting himself cuz shit started going crazy in the Walmart and I don't know the full story I mean it's out there people can read about it but you know he ended up shooting one of the dudes and he died um, I think so yeah. yeah and um and but you know it was all a self-defense thing and especially he's there with his kids you just never know when people are gonna oh. pop off especially being you know i think at that point he was more of a he was more of a local celebrity on the come up right um and people were trying to test him so it, it doesn't take uh, you guys ever heard the story of um kind of don't want to mention names but there, there was a local artist that got big out of miami and i mean he's talked about this but i just don't feel like yeah. mentioning names um and he had a, and this this hit home for me, a while back, just on me doing the lo- just local stuff. So he had a dude doing marketing for him, and the dude had the you know would drive the rap vehicle for the label, mm-hmm. and some local dudes followed the the rap vehicle because it's easy to follow. Followed him home, mm-hmm. and he lived with you know the guy had kids and wife, and the people assumed because he was in a rap vehicle and he was associated to this big rapper that he had money and they, they did the home invasion. They pulled everybody out the, you know, out, out of the rooms and they pulled a gun on him and they said, Hey man, like you need to take us to that money, to that safe or whatever the fuck, wherever you got the money. And he's like, I don't got money. Like he was just really the street team guy. Yeah. He's like, I don't got money like that. And they were like, well, if you don't take us to this safe or, or whatever, we're going to, we're going to shoot you in front of your family. And they killed him in front of his family. Mm. And, and so, you know, I, I, t- I've told my girl that story and I, and I tell people, I talk about this often because I'm like, 
you know, hopefully nothing ever happens, but it, it just one little thing, you know, can happen and you just kind of have to be ready for it. Or you got to prepare. You got to prepare for the worst and just hope yeah. for the best. That's really my motto on things. You know, you don't really see a lot of rap vehicles these days. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dealing with some some folks that I know and some of the businesses that I deal in. Um, yeah, the they don't want rap vehicles for security reasons because they don't want people knowing that that well, they're around. Well, well, I'll tell you this: in my home right now, when the fucking guy came to put in the internet, big Dream Champs fan. Uh huh. Was like, oh shit, I can't believe it. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Oh shit. All up in my crib. Yeah. All in, you know. And, and when I had to call back for whatever reason, he's the one that came back. And he was cool. He was cool. Gave him some memorabilia. Like he was right. a cool dude. But I'm just saying, it kind of off puts, you know, puts, you're just on your feet because you're just like, oh man, like, you it never could know. Be. And then there's people that don't say it. <laughs> my, my girl caught a dude the other day at a restaurant pretending to FaceTime. And he, and he was, he was FaceTiming, but he was filming me. Wow. Because we were sitting down and he was standing up, but then when he turned, like he was like pretending, my, my girl saw that because he was like right in front of me with his phone. And, you know, and again, like I said, I'm nobody. So that's why these celebrities do. That's why I kind of give these people a little slack, like a Kanye or whatever, because it's so easy for you to go insane and start to imagine more than what it really is because it, it it just doesn't take much for for one psychopath to do something crazy yeah yeah especially if you got family with you yeah dude yeah i understand why these people wild out man and why they become a little loped out but i feel like we went far away from our original topic <laughs> yo, as I'm we not, often I'm, do i'm like i'm depressed right now i'm just thinking like fuck yo like all right, all right let me flip the let me flip the topic then <laughs> it, it, this is totally random um what do you got? I mean, for your kids, friends, parents, or adults in general, what do your kids call them? Uh, and probably this is more so for Manny because <laughs> his daughter's not speaking yet. But what I've noticed out here yeah, she's is saying some words. <laughs> okay. Well, she'll get there soon. Yeah. But what I've noticed out here in, in LA is that a lot of. Um, like my my son ends up calling um, his friend's parents by the first name. Oh, yes. A, a, adults by the first name, as opposed to Mister or Mrs. Such and Such. Not the son, but the friend. The friends. No, parents. my no. Like so, if my if my if my son's best friend, uh, you know, his parents, like my son like will Jimmy, call them Jimmy's, by their Jimmy's, by the first name. And, and who's who started that? Like the parents, the parents were the ones saying, yeah, it seems, yeah, it seems to be like all the almost everyone that I meet out here, or when, like kid, kid wise, everyone introduces themselves like to each other's kids and stuff as their first name. So, nothing from like back in the day where you call uh, someone by Mr. You know, last name, like yeah. Mr. Mrs. Yeah, is that an LA thing or is it or? Or is that something that you you found? I think I, that's the same, and it's funny because I I think about when I introduce myself. So like I, I have a neighbor who's relatively new to the neighborhood, so I can remember this: us, our families introducing each other. We all used our first names, adults to kids, adults to adults. Yeah. Like we all said, "Hi, I'm Manny," right to to all all of, all of them. Um, and so because that's the way we introduce ourselves, that's how they continue right. to call us. 
And that's the case, I think, across the board. Like, what's interesting, though, is the parents, I think, try to go that extra mile and say Mr. Mondilla or whatever, but it's rare. But I think there's two issues there. I think in our generation, it would have been our parents that told us, regardless of what someone introduced themselves as, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so, because that's how you address, you know, adults. And I think we're living in a generation now that doesn't want, they don't want to be adults. Right. So they don't want to be called, you know, just like, you ever, I don't know if your parents, but like, you know, like, doña or senora, like, you know, right. you could never say that to my mom, you know, like, if I right. ever came to my mom, like, my Colombian friends say, si, senora, like, Cubans don't say that. So when I said that to my mom, she nearly slapped the fucking teeth out of my mouth, <laughs> you know, because it makes him feel older. And I think that's like the American version, like, don't make me feel older by calling me Mr. or Mrs., just yeah. address me by my first name. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's how it is. Um, and, and I don't know. I, f- I feel weird about it. Uh, so, like, my kids every now and again will be in our house and we'll be talking about, like, what happened. Because our kids all go to the same school. So, be like, you know, uh, so-and-so mentioned that his, you know, his mom was traveling or whatever. And he'll mention the, the mom's name, actual first name. And I'll be like, don't you mean Mrs. Such-and-such? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we try to instill that, but because it's not, like, I guess, accepted beyond our home, it kind of just goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder when that transition happened. It, I think and I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to even think, like, back when I was a kid, if I, like, I always how, said I, even, how, how I even addressed. I did. I, I never... Or I would say, or if I didn't know their name, I would say mother of, father of. (laughs) Right. A lot, like a lot of his friends will, if they don't know my name, they'll say, you know, blank's dad, you know, that kind of thing. I I just, I just thought about it. Like I'm thinking back when I was a kid and the people that I would, the adults that would be kind of around in, in my building, I always addressed them by their first name. Like, it's your fault. You started the epidemic. Yeah, I, I fucked up. <laughs> right. I fucked up. <laughs> but let me ask you this, and this might be a little too far fetched, but do you think that that can, that is could be a part of the problem where kids feel more, like uh, in Spanish, confianza. What's well, I don't know in English what we would say. Uh, like more, more um, at ease around. Like yeah, like just more comfortable is the word. Right. Like more that they feel more comfortable around these adults that they don't really know, and it kind of leads to some bad things happening because of bad people being out there. I, I think because if you, if you say Mr. And Mrs, you kind of, you're, you're drawing the line where like, I respect you and you know, I don't do certain things. I don't cross this line. You don't cross this line. Yeah. But Hey, call me, call me Manny, and you know? Then, and, and it's like, and it's Oh, like but Ma- that's Manny. Right. Like, know, that's not Miss. That's Manny. I, I think it lends itself. It's all your to, fault, bro. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it lends itself to what you just said though. I think it's, and I, I think the clear distinction is probably our generation versus the previous one where you have us, I guess, more so than the previous generation, really trying to hold on to our youth versus the majority of the previous generation. Because you had your what, what even those people would consider their oddballs who were like the old man in the club, right? Like right. that kind of thing. Um, I think we lean, and not like disingenuously, I think we just gravitate more to pop culture and like, you know, those kinds of younger things than I think the previous generation did. The, the previous generation, those were the hippies that did that. Right. And they right. were like and they were counterculture. The right, right, right. 
So you know? I, I think that's what it is. I think we just like organically just started to make it so that it was a lot more pe- try to make it more peer to peer versus have that authority. Which is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if it's wrong. It's wrong because that I I also tell that that's it's a not part wrong. Of my, EFN, it's not wrong. <laughs> that's uh that's part of my whole story or not story, but uh my analyzation that I bring to to when we when I talk hip hop where I say like our generation dropped the ball because. We didn't want to grow up. We didn't want to be OGs. We wanted to be the YGs for as long as possible. Because we were the generation that made a lot of money. So we're like, we want to keep popping bottles in the club. We want to keep acting ratchet. So that's what, to me, what kind of changed everything in hip hop. Um, and I feel that like that could be happening. As I mean, shit, hip hop permeates everything. So yeah. hip hop is part of that thing that's keeping you know older people feeling young in a sense. So when you're so, for example, if your daughter, when she's fully communicating and talking and she meets Manny and he says, hey, my name is Manny. And she says, well, starts calling him Manny. Is that a difference? No, no. This okay. is, sorry okay. to cut you off, but I already have the answer quick. <laughs> All right, let's hear she meets Manny. And, and, and some people would say, oh, you, why would you say this for every friend of yours? But if someone right. is a friend of mine, I will be this is Uncle Manny. Right. Okay. Uncle I, Kether. No, I get it. I, I, oh, I get so, it. Since, so since we're not friends, E, that wouldn't happen. Yes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do the same thing. I, I do the same thing. You know what? That's yeah. that's very interesting because I I don't. But everyone do... else is going to be Mister or Mrs. Yes, I mean okay. I'm going to try. Yeah, all right. That's that. that I, I I I admire that about you guys because you look at your people that you call for, like the fact that you call somebody your friend actually holds a lot of weight, right? It's not you don't use the word friend to describe somebody loosely. Like, no, not like, an acquaintance, no. Right. Like you there's a very strong distinction. For me, not not that I don't respect the term friend in the same way, but I, I respect roles within You're family. You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying to be Hollywood. serious, Gaksaka. <laughs> You're a red light district friend. <laughs> so you <laughs> So you got you know all the roles, right? Like I'm, I have this conversation with my 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 wife all the time. I'm like, why would you make your sister or brother the godparent of your kids? I think that that is you. To me, you're kind of watering down the fact that they're already an uncle or an aunt, because I hold that role higher than right. godparent, right? Just because of the association. So to me, for you to kind of earmark them as both aunt, uncle and uh, godparent. And then you kind of favor the godparent because you're always saying like, oh, that's your godmother. Like they push that often. I'm like, yo, but like that role is less than when I'm comparing it to uncle aunt. Like why wouldn't you just glorify the uh, uncle more than you would the godparent, right? And so the fact that you label a friend similarly um, I think it's interesting. Like I, I wouldn't do that because I, I look because at because their blood doesn't mean they're family. It's a fact. <laughs> right. It's a fact. It's a fact. I'll, I'll drink to that. <laughs> no, there's no track for that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's the wrong one. <laughs> oh so, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, real quick. Um, well, not real quick. Real slow trying to think what i was gonna actually ask it had to do something oh um manny when when you started when you not when you started but when you had the new baby yeah 
was there ever any jealousy with the previous children? Yes. Slight. My like, son. how did you... Because I'm about to enter into that world of, the, you know, our daughter's everything. She's our world, and she gets all of our attention. And I'm almost... Like, I'm almost sad. Like, I look at her, and I'm like, these are the last days. You know, of like, just I us. feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, You shouldn't. It's, it's going to oh, be... Once my son found out that he'd have to share his attention if he had a sibling, he was off that whole... <laughs> Ride that of way. wanting a brother or sister, he he, he changed it to him real quick. I'm like, nah, I don't want to. So I tell I tell you what what um you might face, which was probably if it was anything like my experience. Right. Um, so my son is three years older than my baby daughter, right? Roughly. So, um, at three years old, he was a lot more understanding about a lot of things. So when she came into the world. He was, there was some slight jealousy because the mom typically has to be with the child or more than, you know, any, any other kid. Right. And so for him, that was tough because he was the baby, obviously. And then now he graduated to being like the middle child, which has his own set of issues. Um, <clears throat> so what, what we focused on, we were very observant about how he was feeling. Like, we were extra, especially with him in particular. We were very, because his attachment to my wife is like no other child in, in my house. And I think that maybe has to do with the fact that he's a boy and, you know, the closeness with the mom. But um, we were, so we, knowing kind of how boys and moms do, we were extra vigilant and we paid hyper focus to every movement that he made. So with that, um, we would do, we would bend over backwards to make sure that when we felt like it was too much with, with the baby, um, even before he might catch on, we would, like, preemptively, like, go and be proactively, like, in his world. Like, play with him, show him more, you know. I would, I would usually jump in and kind of be the proxy and distract him almost, right? So, but we didn't see it come out of him very often. But it's because I think we were being super proactive about it. Um, so we, that's how we handle it. But... The fact that the sexes were different helped a lot because the needs are different. And so my wife could be the mom he needed when the, my daughters didn't, right, and vice versa. So that helped a lot. The fact that you're going to have the same, same kind of setup I yeah. think is going to benefit you from it being super, like, chaotic or... Super competitive, rough. probably. Right. It was, right. Yeah. And the fact that you had the girl first is a benefit because the maturity... Proven yeah, through and through. Uh, yeah, I feel that, and people have told me, and I and I kind of feel that that's going to be the case. And plus, I think you, the way your daughter gives that evil stare sometimes, I think will scare the shit out of him when he oh, starts for acting sure. up. Oh, no, no. She'll give him a wakata. <laughs> I love that. She, you, you guys remember The Rock, right, from wrestling? Yeah, of course. All right, so she's got sort of like the baby equivalent of the people's eyebrow. Who, my daughter? Yeah, even though she doesn't raise it, the stare <laughs> is kind of, like, serious like that. No, her stare is serious. That shit is dope. I, I like that. I just wanted to give that to everybody. Yeah, no, that's dope. <laughs> stare everybody down. They're not your friends. But, Kay, when you said when your son knew that that wasn't happening, like, he wasn't going to have to compete for attention. That's did, crazy that he flipped on. Yeah, <laughs> like, was that a conversation you guys had? You were like, yo, I this ain't never going to I think he told us about happen. it here. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was sleeping. 
Might have been back in episode four hundred and fifty. <laughs> You're not an uncle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whore uncle. I'm a uncle. Yeah, he just got he got a lot of his friends have siblings, and so he started noticing that, and then got into this whole mode at one point of like, oh, I want a brother, I want a sister, I want a brother, I want a sister, and and then he just got real hype on that, and then we had to sit him down one day and just explain like look you do know that if you had a brother or sister you know you're not going to get 100 percent of this attention all the time it's got to be shared doesn't mean you won't get your love and all that but you know can't it's not going to be 100 percent. and then he's like then he stopped and wait a minute <laughs> you know and then he oh hell no nah. and then after that he, anytime Never. that um he even thought about it or just, just to, he would like check in, reassure you're not, you're not gonna have another kid, or you're not having another baby, right? Because I don't want a brother. <laughs> That's awesome. Just out of the blue, just pop up, just double checking, making sure. So, because yep. my daughter can't articulate that. Right. Yeah, no, she's so just gonna like, get it. She was like, I, like later when she can touch me, I was trying to tell you no. <laughs> that stare was there for a reason, motherfucker. It wasn't just me really saying. Did it for her, you know. <laughs> it's all for her. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. L- last quick thing, um, and we've talked about it a couple times, but you know, I'm gonna have to keep hearing it from you guys. Um, when you guys started to do, you you both did the daycare route, right? I'm in it daycare. now. Yes. I mean, preschool like, or preschool daycare? Yeah, like I'm yeah, d- preschool. either or. I'm doing daycare now with my youngest. Yeah. At what age did you start a daycare thing? Dropping off three, three, and you preschool was what preschool? Three? I think was at three, yeah. And they're already talking at three, right? Yeah. Yep. So you feel confident that they can articulate to you if something's wrong? Yeah, but part of it is also having to. Uh, but you also got to instill that in them, like set them up for success with, right? Like, hey, if you feel a certain way, anyone says something, you just got to start giving them some scenarios and. Make sure they understand to speak right, up. Right, but I'm sure as much as you, yeah, yeah you're saying yeah, exactly. about their children yeah. and that adults will manipulate them. But yeah. um, are there do we do we know of any uh, daycares or preschools that allow like have cams that you can look at your phone and see the kids? There's a I, um, there's a growing sure number. There is. There's a growing number of them. So the, the daycare that we go to, it's not live camera that we can see, but they take pictures of the kids throughout the day and send you um, some stuff. Uh, even in even in grammar school, actually, we see like uh, oh, yeah, like what is it like class dojo and those kind of apps that the yeah, teachers yeah. use to yeah, so like they, take they, pictures throughout the day. They've got stuff, but I, I think the best method really is to like be extra nosy when you drop off, like be in their fucking grill, like observe everything, look at the other kids, like and pick up also. Like those are the moments where, I, and sometimes I even drop in throughout the day, like oh my daughter forgot some shit, and I'll just bring it through just to kind of see what the element looks like. And and that usually gives you, like, you'll feel some shit if you see, you know, if you're in the vibe at that moment. Because if they're trying to mask something, I think you'll pick it up. How how scary was it the first time you guys did that? What, drop-off? Yeah. Or did you do, I think one of you said that you, first time you ever did that, you stayed there a couple days or a day or the first um, couple times? I think the first... Actually, my son was pretty good to go 
It wasn't until after the fact that he started re- regressing a little bit. Um, but yeah, the the preschool that we went to, they kind of made it a mandatory thing for that that the parents stay for a couple of hours the first couple of days and just to ease them in. Yeah. The other thing that I mean, it sounds. Uh, know what it sounds like but it sounds i mean it sounds kind of fucked up but i would uh look around at the teachers and make sure they're all women Uh, yeah you're right it does sound fucked up but i get it but (laughs) but it is what it is you know what i mean i mean i I wouldn't i wouldn't uh feel comfortable putting uh putting my kid in a in a preschool or daycare that's got that's got dudes taking care of them you just reminded me, actually, a main question for this topic was, so kids have to be potty trained before they can go to these things, correct? Right. Yep. But obviously, even though a kid's potty trained, they're not really the best at wiping their ass. Mm-hmm. So does I've, that mean potty trained to the point where they're, nobody helps them? Or do these... No, I've seen teachers help them when they have. But you, they got to be pretty close to being self-sufficient. self-sufficient. But, I mean, the, if, you're, if you're at a good spot then the teeth that the teachers really care they're gonna help right. them get clean you know and do you feel comfortable with that that the teacher will help them wipe their ass <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> I mean. that was one of the things that for me were uncomfortable for sure uh but it was also once i got enough confidence in the people that were the caretakers yeah i felt okay i, I had to let go and i felt again, okay slowly lo- doing that and again, well, at least for for us, all the all the teachers there were women, and you know it's coming from yeah. that nur- that nurturing no. mo- mother role as opposed to hundred percent fucking creepy dude <laughs> taking yeah. care. Now of you're kid. making yeah. me feel weird. I, I, I went to a school and my my kindergarten no my preschool teacher's name was Mr. Bill. He was six foot some shit. This and is the guy that yeah, introduced you to Harvey. Weird. To Jason. I mean, look, no no disrespect to dude. guys out there. No, he was who, a great teacher, you know, who who are. <laughs> teaching young kids or, you know, have that quality about them. I'm just making a, a, a total generalized, you know, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A generalized uh, assumption and, or, or feeling just because when you, when you think about all the creepy shit that happens nine times out of 10, it's guys that are doing it. So for sure. A hundred percent. We won't hold you, hold that against you. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel. And that. I'll make sure that, in Miami, the lady, there's no Santeras there in, in the preschool. Right. <laughs> Not that they'd hurt my daughter. I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's tough, though, man. Like, making that transition is is scary. Especially for us, it was, it was less about the facility or the people that were going to be taking care of our kid. It was more, especially with our daughter, the most recent uh, experience, it was about her actually feeling comfortable in that environment to stay for eight hours sometimes like that was the big hurdle for us and today like we still go through it my daughter goes there twice a week tomorrow's her you know her day that she starts her two-day stint and she knows when it's about she knows when it's tuesday and then wednesday's the you know the day she's like i'm going to school tomorrow and i'm like yeah you are you aren't you excited she's like no no i'm not i don't want to (laughs) go I'm like, yo, and she knows, like, once she's there, she's great. She loves it. But the fact right. that she's not going to be with her mom primarily, she's not with that. Yeah, it, it, it's tough, man, because, you know, 
we as parents lose our patience with our kids and and some of the things they do you know can can bother us and i can't imagine someone that's not related to to the child or even the immediate parent putting up with some of the stuff and what they might react that's what freaks me out facts you'll be fine you'll be fine I'm gonna I, have to get her a concealed weapon. I, I really look for. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to when your your next child is like three, and so your your first child is like five or so, um, and and the calmness, comparatively speaking, the calmness that you're gonna feel because you're gonna you're gonna you've gone through it once till about right. five, and then you're gonna be like, oh, bro, I don't know why I was so like freaked out about it, but. It's it's gonna be a, it's gonna feel good. You you'll be yeah, in a much better so. spot. We'll see. <sighs> All right, I have to go get drunk now. All right, everybody, and nice segue. Shoulder. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that shoulder is a Pedrito Villamang at your service, <laughs> gents. It's a pleasure. All right, guys. Ahala. Please. Hip hop and RV. <laughs> Later. <laughs>